Hi, and welcome to the Greeners Podcast, an unfiltered discussion related to health and healthcare. My name is Amy. And my name is Sarah. And we are your podcast hosts. So thank you so much for joining us week to week. We have such a great episode. And I think this is so timely because many nurses are thinking about, you know, changing the profession, leaving and actually venturing to entrepreneurship. So before I get started, I'm going to hand it over to Sarah to tell you who our guest is today. I am so excited to have this guest. We've been, you know, following each other for years, I want to say, and we have so much in common. So I'm going to introduce Janine Kalbeck. She has a BSN and RNC OB. She's a wife, a mom, who's got two boys and a Great Dane. And she's educator and author of the book Entrepreneurs. 30 plus nurses turn into business owners and share their secrets to success. She's been a freelance health content writer since 2013 and is the CEO of WriteRN. She hosts the Savvy Scribe podcast and owns SavvyNurseWriter.com. Her team of healthcare writers, um, RN writers, help healthcare companies with their content and social needs. So glad to have you here, Janine. And I feel like we have a lot in common being podcasters, nurses, moms, labor and delivery nurses. Um, So thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be Um, here. It's great to have you. And I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background, your clinical background in nursing. Sure. So I started nursing back in 2006 in Cleveland, Ohio, here where I live, born, raised. And I had um, started at actually as an aide four years prior on labor and delivery unit. Knew I wanted to do labor and delivery, but you know, you got to do the whole nursing right. school and everything <laughs> in between. But I still knew I wanted to do labor and delivery. And when I graduated, I knew I needed the tertiary experience. I was at a, a community hospital, did the tertiary experience, did the night shift, quickly went to charge nurse. I even did some other babies for a little while, some NICU there, and quickly um, was then promoted to the community hospital. They wanted me, I was still PRN there, so they wanted me back as nurse nurse assistant manager for nights. So I did that, went back, and then I was totally like preceptor role and uh, assistant nurse manager, and then finally got day shift after 10 years. And um, on day shift is when I was just charging us all the time, preceptor, all the things. And then I went into the educator role after quite some time. But I think in all of that, and I got my certification, I advanced my degree, but I still just did not feel fulfilled. I wasn't unhappy. I just wasn't fulfilled. And I knew a new nursing job like wasn't going to be what was going to help me, but it it was like, that's how I kind of explored. I mean, I kind of did everything and I realized I had these soft skills that a lot of nurses don't even talk about because we don't even understand that we already have so many qualities beyond a nurse. And that's kind of like what lit my brain. I'm like, wait, I, I can do this. I can do that. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. And I think this is actually, it's kind of a great segue because, you know, even myself and Sarah have actually journeyed into entrepreneurship and and we never really thought that we'd be able to see ourselves there because I think a lot of nurses don't feel that they can move from, you know, the bedside. It's kind of like a one and done. Once you've become a nurse, you've graduated, that's it. Your life is, you know, destined to be at the bedside. And again, I, I would say that there's nothing wrong with being at the bedside. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's an excellent place to be as well. We need nurses to be there. But this whole added piece of kind of not feeling fulfilled. And I think that's something myself and Sarah both felt as well, where we're just like, you know, we need a little bit more and we want, we want to venture out. So that's really excellent that you had the opportunity to do that. 
Yeah. And, yeah, it's, and, and it's been fun. just to add on to that, I think that I couldn't articulate what I wasn't feeling fulfilled about because mm-hmm. I never realized that nurses could be entrepreneurs. I had no role models of anyone who'd actually ventured into entrepreneurship. To be honest, I think a lot of nurses do sort of MLM type selling stuff that was the only <laughs> example i had of entrepreneurship i definitely didn't want to be selling essential oils no I, I no no essential oils don't want to be selling yoga wear like that just wasn't my thing and it wasn't until i just went for it that i realized that it could actually be a viable option yeah me do, do you want to like self-plug yourself sarah a little bit okay what do you, what do, you do sarah why don't you tell myself and janine okay well, you know yes. as, as you know i wear many different hats so one of the hats I wear outside of the Goodness podcast is I am a resume writer. I'm a career coach. I help nurses with all things career related. So anything from job interviews to cover letters, resumes, LinkedIn profiles. I'm also helping nurses uh, get into entrepreneurship. So I kind of do all the things. And in a way, I feel like nurses are my patients. And I hear back from them when they let me know they've landed their dream jobs. And that just makes me so happy. And I, um, I think without having started the podcast and getting that exposure and knowing that I could do something outside of clinical nursing, it, I would never would have ventured into this other business. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing. I think this is kind of what we all need to do. It's kind of finding yourself, finding who your person is. And even before I kind of talk about finding myself and my person, I think it's kind of good back to jump back to you, Janine, and maybe tell us about why do you think that many nurses are shifting their focus from bedside to the boardroom and what made you actually decide to become a nurse entrepreneur? I love this question because <laughs> I always go with, there's, there's three right, <laughs> It's not what you're thinking. Because nurses have lots of F's to say right now. Yes, it's not any of what you're thinking. The first one is, well, they're not in any particular order. And what I notice is that what I'm about to say switches depending on the season of life you're in. So there's three reasons that I find. Flexibility, financial, and Mm. family. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter which which one of the three it's usually one of those three though and it switches over time you might initially go into entrepreneurship for a boost of income right you were like financially we know we're not gonna be rich as nurses so there's usually just something we need some extra fun money or whatever pay kids soccer tuition whatever and and that's that's usually the first thing because i think a lot of them just they're just desperate to find just extra money without burning themselves out at the bedside so that's the first F. And um, and initially for me, that was what I was doing as well. I was working. I was, anyone pick up extra? I'll pick up extra. I'll pick up extra. And then, then you realize you go to work and you guys know we should not be unhappy about delivering someone's child. Yeah. So when I went to work dreading going, I was like, why am I dreading this? This is like the best place to work. Like this is someone's biggest day of their life. And here I am annoyed. I'm going in like, this is a problem. I didn't used to be annoyed. So then, you know, between that and then the flexibility, that's another thing. That's the second F that I noticed that we are craving, like you guys said, the work-life balance of other people. And honestly, because you know, I did the the nurse aid before the nursing job. And then before that, I was so young, I was working like fast food jobs. So like my work ethic was always really, really good. 
And I always thought that that's how right. everybody was. And when you start nursing and you realize it's 12 hour shifts, 14 hour shifts, 16 hour shifts, sometimes 18 hour shifts, you're not upset about it because you're just think that that's what's normal. You work night shift, get three hours of sleep and all your friends at work only got three hours of sleep before they went in that night. So it's okay. And everybody wakes you up because they don't realize that a night shift person sleeps during the day, but three o'clock PM, that should be just fine. But it, they don't realize that's a three in the morning for them. Like all those kind of things we don't, we, we take for granted when you're in the nursing world because you just don't know any different. Everyone around you, you have exhausted doctors, all the things. So until I was full time at home as an entrepreneur, even though my husband worked nine to five bank hours our whole time we've been together, I didn't see it in him. You only see it in yourself. Then you realize I don't need to just keep working and working and working and working to make myself look any better or anything that people actually do rest. And that's a normal thing. <laughs> like the flexibility is, is incredible of normal people's lives. And then, and then the third thing is family, right? I think we, we want that flexibility to not only have family around, to have friends around, to have that social interaction that we crave as nurses when we're working Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the whole family just got together without us again. You know, so those three things is what I really noticed pushed me into entrepreneurship and a lot of other nurses that I've seen in the space into that yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, I, those are the same reasons I got into uh, entrepreneurship myself because, and it's kind of crazy. I didn't even think about them as being like the three F's. And and the reason I got into entrepreneurship was one family. So like I have children with disabilities and I, I just felt that I needed to be home more. And it really didn't work very well for me to be at the bedside. It just, they just needed much more of my attention. And then the other piece, you know, I would say financials was a small piece, but um, the other part was, you know, just the flexibility nurses tend to not have very flexible schedules. It's you're either on your day, day, night, night. So you're four, four on five off, or they have like the traditional line where it's like twos and threes where it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And there was a couple nurses that were non-union that I remember actually having, um, being able to, I think there was like, not a lottery, but it was like a system. I think it was like a, Oh, self-scheduling, self-scheduling. Yeah. So it offered a little bit more flexibility, but again, I felt that I needed more. So, you know, again, with, you know, moving into a more entrepreneurship role, I decided to, you know, advocate more, talk about the things that really matter to me, whether it was, you know, health equity, whether it was seeing better patient healthcare outcomes. Um, I, talking about anti-racism, I think that was another piece. Um, you never talked about racism as a social determinant of health in, in nursing. And I, found, I thought to myself that this is something I really wanted to do. And, you know, it really kind of took on a life of its own. And I've been able to have many conversations at colleges, universities with various different professional associations about, you know, these various different things and been able to actually, you know, spread that into radio and television. And I think that's so important that we don't see ourselves in these roles. We don't see ourselves as nurses to be in these spaces, but it's so important for us to be there and take up the space that, you know, I'm I'm just so happy that I have the opportunity to do this and to continue to lift my voice and share stories. And I think it's important also to talk about um, the fact that a lot of nurses feel like they need permission to start. Oh, a business. yes. Like, I don't know what it is, if it's just ingrained to us in the culture of nursing that we are so silenced, we are so beaten down, we're so burnt out that we feel like we need to ask permission to do anything. And mm -hmm. I can tell you, I didn't ask permission to do this. I didn't go to the board of nursing 
to ask them. And this is actually a post that came up that I saw today. A fellow nurse entrepreneur actually put out a post to say, you don't need to ask the board of nursing for permission to start a business. Obviously, you're going to practice within your scope if it's with direct patient care, but you need permission from yourself. Right. You I might agree. need to ask your spouse. Maybe you need to have a conversation with your spouse, obviously. Yes. This is a big decision. <laughs> that is that is a part of it. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> but you don't need to ask permission. You need to just get started. So I think that is something that not everyone realizes. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things I also love about being an entrepreneur is now when people ask me what I do, I can tell them I'm a nurse and I'm an entrepreneur and just sort of educate them as to all the things nurses can do. And I'm curious, Janine, if you could talk about what exactly it is you do, because I don't think everybody understands what healthcare writing is. Yeah, I want to tag on your point really quick, though, Sarah, about um, that permission thing. A lot of times in the area that I'm in, freelance writing, I'll get into it. A lot of nurses ask me, well, do I have to ask my employer if I can write this? Do I need, am I going to get sued over this? And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We are so ingrained in that, too, especially labor and delivery. Oh, you're going to be sued. You're going to be sued. It's like, you don't. As long as you're staying, again, within your scope, you're providing that evidence-based research, like you're not going to get sued. (laughs) The people that should get sued is the misinformation out there. And even they are getting sued. People are, number one, afraid they're going to lose their job and that they're going to lose their that are those are the two yes. biggest things I hear about anything. Yeah, it stops um, people from doing right. What they and then you do. hear about that one nurse like ten years ago who you know something bad happened to him or her. But is that something? Do we know the whole story? Is this something that more to it? Right. Right. So I think people need to really unpack why they're afraid of losing their job or their license, or why they think they need to ask their employer for permission for something that has nothing to do with their bedside job. I mm-hmm. mean, it's really not not here or there. Yeah. And we talked about those three Fs and like the financial one usually is like a smaller portion of it because I think what we, to be fulfilled as an entrepreneur, I don't think it's just a nurse thing. I think it's a human thing where we need to feel like we're helping someone. So if you're going out there just to make money, we talked about those MLM companies, like your local pampered chef consultant over here. (laughs) I tried that. (laughs) I like it. I like the product. Like, it's not that I didn't like the product, but I didn't want to sell it all the time, but I wanted extra money. I wanted it. So when you just want the extra money, your heart right. isn't in it. And especially as nurses, I said like human too, but I feel like as nurses even more, we have to go, what can I do as an entrepreneur that I can still help people? Because that was a big thing when I went into this. I'm like, well, how am I going to have that impact that I've had over the years on people at the bedside? And now- It's like, not only do I help people with content writing, like patients, consumers, healthcare professionals with what they're reading, but now I help nurses do the same thing. So I'm still helping people. It's just, it's just a different way. And so that's what I'm in. I'm in content writing and I help other nurses start their own freelance writing businesses. And then we like talk about this skill of writing and how it's like, you know, when you first started IVs, you really sucked at it. And then somebody told you to do this or do that. And then you did it over time. You you tweaked things and then it just got better because it's a skill. We do need degrees to be nurses, but you don't need another degree to go be an entrepreneur and do something. It's that's another like myth you always hear is like, what do I need to go back to school for? Because that's ingrained in us too. Just keep going back to school, go into debt, go into debt. You're not going to get any more money when you get out, 
but just keep getting it because that's what we want nurses to do. And it's it's a shame because a lot of people go to school just because they want to go to school. There's no like end goal except another letter after. Yeah, their and name. you touched a, on another really important part, the kind of like the financial piece. And I think that you know, with inflation, rising costs, nurses uh, really want to move into entrepreneurship. But again our pay relatively the same over uh, this long period of time. So what did you find was your biggest challenge or what do you think the biggest challenge right now would be to moving towards entrepreneurship? I think you need to think of an area, especially if you're just starting out, like online, online services is where I think everybody should go. Unless you want to open some brick and mortar or something, online businesses are the cheapest to start. And you and as an entrepreneur, you can go as high as you want with income if you provide some sort of service. So I feel like that is where a lot of people should start if they're just looking to see if they want to do entrepreneurship and they don't want to go take out a big small business loan or something like that because they probably already have student loan debt. <laughs> that's fair, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really great thing to mention because maybe nurses feel like in order to be an entrepreneur, it has to be a physical item that they're selling. Right. But um, I, I can't mm-hmm. speak for yourself, but for me, there's very little overhead costs like month to month for me to run my uh, resume business. And I think that's where we need to be like taking little steps and seeing if it's going to work or not, rather than investing a ton of money up front in something that may not pan out. And with online, I think it's really easy to pivot to what you offer. Yeah, no, I think that's, Oh, yeah, and again, sure. with the with the services that I provide, I'm I'm a speaker, so I'm a speaker for the National Speaking Bureau, and again, it's really just having those conversations. And I think it's just such a space that nurses need to be in. There's not very many nurses who are um, speakers or national speakers, and it's it's such an important place. And I think that's that element of storytelling, that element of connecting with people, is hugely important. And I think it it's not just a service. It's something that I just love to do. I love to have these conversations and advocate. So, I mean, I think there's lots of great things that, that nurses can take away. Other people that are listening, you don't have to be a nurse. Um, if you want to be an entrepreneur. And I think that, you know, there's, there's so many pearls of value that people can take from this conversation that we hope that people will start and see what they might be able to be interested in getting into. Yeah. And I think that one of the things I want to talk about are just some valuable lessons we Mm -hmm. learned along the way. So for example, when we first started this podcast, our first episode was God awful. It was awful. (laughs) How do you turn this thing off? No, I'm not saying Amy was sick. She sounded like a frog. We had my sexy voice. What are you talking about? You sound you sounded like a character from somewhere. I can't think of right now. And like and I didn't realize this, Janine, until after we had put the episode out. It had been a couple months and I realized that I didn't know how to stop the recording but not only that we didn't cut that part out that is in our- <laughs> we left it there we're not editing it out because you know it's not about perfection right it's, it's proof that we can only go up so right so I agree I I would love yeah. if you have any lessons that you can share with our listeners about things you've learned along the way I think one of the like myths you see out there is that this is going to be a quick and easy thing and it's not. And it's just like anything, like the people that put in the most practice at something are going to become the best at it. But sometimes we only see the best and then we don't see the years of practice behind it. And a lot of us go into this thinking, oh, okay, well, she did it. Like, I just got to do what she did and then it'll be, it'll be fine. And it, it takes a long time to perfect things, to get followers, to find people to engage with. And 
But one thing that is always true is that if you have consistency in whatever you're doing, you will get yes. results. You just have to be consistent with it. It doesn't matter anything in life. Entrepreneurship is just one of those things. And you have to be just, you know, self-motivated. It's hard. It's hard to, on, in Cleveland, Ohio, where I am, like it's snowy, it's cold, it's gray in the early mornings. But if I don't get up in the early mornings, I'm not getting nearly as much as I can get done in one day done. And of course, there's those days just like at the bedside, you're just not as peppy, you're exhausted, but it's different. Like it's worth it if you just keep going with it. And along the way, those are some things and, and to not trust everyone out there, because that's also something too. A lot of people go into this like us that want to help people, but there are a lot Mm -hmm. of scams out there. And especially if you can't read through it or always run it past other people, because you never know who's trying to take your money or whatever. Um, And other things along the way, I think too, especially being a remote worker now, I think it's really important for people to put on their calendars, social events, lunches with friends, so that you don't miss out on your coworkers all the time if you go part-time or if you eventually leave the bedside. So that's something I do like every month. Every month I'm like, who do I want to hang out with this month? And I'm like, hey, Nancy, what are you doing this week? And she's like, oh my God, so great to hear from you. I'm open on Wednesday. And what's so cool about my job, I can make Wednesday happen. So that, that's what's so cool. Like when I had a dentist appointment last week, I didn't have to look at my schedule ahead of time. I just went, okay, dentist. Okay, cool. I don't have a meeting that day. Like other than that, I can move things around. If I got to get up earlier, I can, if I can stay up later that day, whatever. So that's, that's the beauty of it too. It's just, but you have to make those things happen. You have to schedule your time and it takes, it takes time to figure out your, your new life like this. And a lot of my friends are like, I don't know how you sit at a desk all day. I'm like, I don't. I'm getting some laundry done. I, <laughs> I like, there's not a lot of sitting at my desk because that's when, when I'm sitting at my desk is when I'm writing and that's my like space where I really need to think. So a lot of my tasks and stuff, I can be remote around my house. I have a, a treadmill I walk on and work on. Like it's not, and my brain is constantly going. It's not like I'm sitting there watching like a continuing education video or something all day. <laughs> like it's not like a conference oh, or it's definitely time. your always going those lms's right oh, that's so cool. yeah i think oh. one thing i like where's the fast forward oh they blocked it right that's the worst when we find that out it's like why, why it's can't we worst. you have to let it play out it's like 40 minutes long i know and, and, you know like i cre- i used to create lms's and we would put that in on purpose and i feel bad but because we yes. this would just yeah. you know, play but you knew they were going to go oh, through it, yeah. Part, aren't you? Well, we're going to make sure that you actually watch it and, you know, put the questions in a different order if you were to redo it, kind of make yep. attention. I get all of that. And one thing that I think I've learned along the way is that you don't have to make things perfect before you just put yourself out there. Because I hear from a lot of nurses that want to get into entrepreneurship, like, um, I just don't feel ready. Like I, I need to perfect this before I put it out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I think you just need to put it out and see what happens. And you find it as mm-hmm. you go. So it's just one of those things. Like even I help a lot of nurses with their LinkedIn profiles and people tell me, I don't want it. It's not ready yet. So I don't want to like connect with anyone. I'm like, what do you mean? It's not ready. yet? just like start adding people, you know, look at their profile, see what they do and, and put your own spin onto it. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. I think if you're waiting for perfection, then you're just going to be waiting for years. Yeah. And like, I, 
I have a friend actually who talked about starting a podcast actually before we started our podcast. Did she start? No, she hasn't started. (laughs) Perfection is the enemy of the good. So I think like, yes, you want to do a good job, but at some point you just need to get started. And I think there's only two times to start a business. There's hard times and there's harder times. So you just have to pick. pick Well, we started this podcast and, and my business, like basically during the pandemic, I'm sure that wasn't optimal timing right but right right we That's had to fair. pick a time to start at least yeah and and i think i yeah and sometimes when you start like, that's all you need right it's just that boost to keep going it's like having children or getting married or moving there's no good time and even when you know if you wanted to move in the middle of june and it's sunny and beautiful that's the day it'll rain <laughs> like that's it just that's what happens that's life and you're totally right that if people perfection can't hold you back and i feel like tiktok might have been the only platform to date that has shown us you don't have to be perfect to do anything you don't need your makeup on you don't need to do just be real and people appreciate that i think a lot of those influencers and stuff out there that are like all done up and everything looks perfect their day-to-day life looks perfect those are the people that then we like put ourselves down over because we think we're just not good or normal. And that's not the normal. The normal is no makeup, crazy household, you know, floors are dirty. It happens like this is life. And I think the same thing, like just get yourself out there and don't be afraid. This is something too. This is something I notice a lot. Nurses are afraid of what their coworkers are going to see them doing or their bosses or like, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't want my boss to see that I'm a writer. Well, if she's a good boss, she's not going to care. She's going to encourage you to keep going. And if she's a bad boss and she doesn't want you doing it, you need to really ask why. Like, that's that makes no sense. But it is. It's more of like a not just perfection. Like, they just don't want to be seen as, like, not a nurse anymore. And it's a it's a real fear. It's a total yeah, and fear. To add on all of your points, I think the one word that we haven't said, and I think this, is, this rings really true to me in terms of my own entrepreneurship entrepreneurship journey is vulnerability. Um, You have to be able to be vulnerable to be in this space to do this type of work. And I think that, you know, with myself and Sarah starting a podcast with us talking about our mental health struggles, and then just really um, my, my entrepreneurship is sharing my voice, sharing my experiences, sharing the things that, you know, mean really so much to us that we don't talk about that all that underlying stuff that we really need to bubble and bring up to the service. And that, that is vulnerability. And I think that also is crucial to have to entrepreneurship. You have to be able to say, okay, I'm going to take this little risk and I'm going to do something a little different and then see those changes and see those results. And I think that, you know, showing your vulnerability is actually a strength. I would say that that's what makes us gritty nurses. That's what makes other nurses have grit um, out there as well to show that vulnerability. So I think with all of those different things combined, entrepreneurship as a nurse is is a great tool and a different thing that you can also try. And I think a lot of nurses should take that aspect to be vulnerable and to try something different and new. For sure, for sure. And I think too, with um, being vulnerable, it just it puts you out there to be mm-hmm. humble. It puts you out there. It, like if you're not the dumbest person in the room, you're not in right. the right room. If you feel like you know everything, get out of the room. You're not learning. You're not going to grow. And I feel like too, when I was a bedside nurse, I didn't feel like the dumbest person in the room anymore. And then I also knew that I needed to do something different. And, but I think too, like, it's just 
the more you there's there's always gonna be someone better than you and there's and that's just reality so if you just never get started you never put yourself out there you're never gonna know like how how are you ever gonna know i think i i love connecting with other nurse entrepreneurs because i feel like it's such a small space and i learned so much today talking from you like the three f's i'm gonna use that from now on three f's that's okay i'm gonna gonna give you credit but i'm gonna be like listen these are the three f's you need to think about with an optional fourth that is not appropriate for children we know what the fourth f is we all so you can always add that, that little point well, we, we, we will, we'll put it in the show notes with the fourth f for sure yeah but you know yeah. what is there anything else that you want to add that we maybe not have touched on in this episode um about entrepreneurship about um being a nurse entrepreneur at all yeah, I think if you've used Sarah for your resume building and you've had those soft skills like spread throughout your resume, take those out, see what they are. And if you're interested in entrepreneurship, see what skills, and you can Google search this, what skills would be good for a person who is detail oriented, for a person who's a great team player, whatever those soft skills are, try it and just see what comes up to just get that. That's sometimes what we need is that spark lit to go, Okay, that would I could be I could do that. Another tip is if you're on social media, say you use like Facebook and you know like your really close friends and family are on Facebook, pick put a post out there today that just says, if you were to describe me to somebody else, what are the great qualities that I have? And you will be surprised what people say about you. You'll probably cry, oh, but it'll also be like, wow, I didn't realize they realized they said I, that I was good at this or they think I'm good at this because usually what we think we're not good at we probably really That's are good such at a good idea i love it because um i feel like a lot of nurses are really hard on themselves or mm-hmm. they are humble and to hear from someone else what they think you're good at is like the ultimate compliment and if you can take that and kind of internalize it and think about how you can use these skills in a different way i think that's super impactful um, so I just want to thank you so much janine for coming onto the podcast and let everyone know how they can find you yeah, really simple. So you could either listen to podcasts, The Savvy Scribe, or head on over to SavvyNurseWriter.com. You'll find everything there. Excellent. So thank you so much for coming on our show. And again, thank you to all those who have listened to the Gritty Nurse podcast. Again, Sarah, I'm going to pass it to you because okay. you always do where people can find us. So if you're watching our new YouTube channel, make sure that you subscribe. Um, that you follow us. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, any of the major platforms, make sure you like and subscribe and leave us a review. If you want to drop us a line, you can go to grittynurse.com or you can email us at grittynurses at gmail.com. So thank you so much for listening and see you next time.